Welcome to the Pacific Forest Foundation's Talking Timber, where each week you meet the professionals behind the Northwest timber industry. Hi, and welcome. I'm Diane Mettler, Executive Director of the Pacific Logging Congress and host of Talking Timber. In this episode, we will be speaking to Steve Henson. He has had a successful career in the forest industry and is currently the 86th president of the Oregon Logging Conference. In the meantime, I want to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Logging Congress and the Pacific Forest Foundation, or both for mounting sound technical forest education through projects like this podcast. Last year, the Pacific Forest Foundation awarded $34,000 in scholarships. To find out more about the organization, visit www.pacificforestfoundation.org. Okay, now let's hear from Steve and what we can expect from the upcoming Oregon Logging Conference. Uh, my name is Steve Henson. It's one of those privileges and honors I have to be the 86th president of the Oregon Logging Conference. I have been in the timber industry for my entire career. I started fighting fires in 1974. And Diane, that's 1974, not 1874. <laughs> I've been doing it for quite a while. And I have been blessed to be in a number of positions with uh, several companies throughout my career. I work for a small family uh, company, PM Cedar Products, that had five sawmills in three states uh, for 13 years and worked for Roseburg Forest Products in California in charge of the 320,000 acres of feed timber and the California milling operations that we had down there. Been with Potlatch, uh, now Potlatch Deltic, for over a decade. Um, going from complex manager to regional manager over several mills. And then just recently retired as a CEO from Nyman Enterprises, which had four mills in um, four different states. Wow. And I was with them. So have been in the industry as a professional forester. I'm kind of an odd duck. I've got both forestry and milling experience that, that I have combined over the the last uh, several decades to um, to have just a lot of fun in this industry and see a lot of things too. How'd you get involved with the Oregon Logging Conference? Um, I got involved in the Oregon Logging Conference when I was with um, the California Operations. A guy named Mike Rice um, promoted me to get on the on the board, and I just immediately hit it off with the type of people that were on the on the Oregon Logging Conference Board. They're doers. They're people that are passionate about forest management, protecting our forest and for the longevity. They're just good people. I was immediately connected to just the fellowship and the friendships and the get it done attitudes. Cool. So, and how long have you been with them now? I've been uh, with a conference on the board officially uh, for 23 years, have attended the Oregon Logging Conference a lot longer than that. Uh, of course, as you well know, it kind of started as an idea and concept back in 1938 as a uh, regional conference. And uh, uh, Archie, who was the secretary with the Pacific Logging Conference at the time, was a key player to getting that group together. And it's grown since then. And it's had the same kind of focus mission in providing expertise, experience, and and uh, trying to get the betterment for logging techniques and uh, forestry techniques, putting talented people together 
especially the conference once a year. And I got to do a shout out to Ricky Wellman. I can't believe that she has been involved in the conference for over 50 years um, running the conference. I give her a bad time. I think she started at six or seven years of age, (laughs) but she has been with the conference. She's, she's uh, the glue that really holds the directors together and she does a wonderful job with her team each and every year we're looking forward to a really good conference this year this is um, faith family and forest management getting back to our roots so this particular conference is really going to be focusing in on some blocking and tackling that is absolutely urgent right now because we have in this country a fire crisis on 84 million acres of Forest Service land. And we have not um, been managing and protecting our forest the way we need to the last three decades. And so um, I've been fortunate enough to get the chief of the Forest Service, Randy Moore, who I've known for quite a while, to accept an invitation to come out and talk about his vision and his desires to increase pace and scale on national forest lands. And as you well know, Diane, a couple of years ago, there was devastating fires yes. in Oregon. It's going to have a profound impact on future harvest. So we have a double whammy going. We have highly productive timber industry lands that were impacted by the fires. And we also have uh, millions of acres of Forest Service lands that are in dire need of having fire resiliency restored back on those acres and the product really is uh, clean watersheds mm-hmm. clean water yep. healthy watersheds wildlife habitat and to make sure that the carbon that's being sequestered with young forest actually is continued to be stored <clears throat> and not burn up so um, our fires now when i said i started fire fighting in 1974 it was so much different uh, diane yeah uh, there were there were a lot more meals there were a lot more logging companies. We were able to jump on fires quicker and more aggressively in the incipient um, stage. Mm-hmm. So uh, there has been a tremendous amount of change since 74. And now we have what's called mega fires. Mm-hmm. And the Dixie Fire is an excellent example. It's a fire that almost burned up the entire national forest of the Plumas National Forest. And so now we used to get stand replacing fires. Now we're having forest replacing fires. Yeah. And so when you have fires that are over eight or 900,000 acres, a biscuit fire comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're out of Grants Pass. And that's a fire that was half a million acres. And I think the reforestation efforts on that were less than 5%. So now you have perpetual brush fields that yeah. uh, continue to burn. And uh, diminished opportunities for the for the uh, amount of carbon that could be sequestered and stored, the forest that could be created and, and, and maintained. And Chief Moore, I really believe, and his deputy deputies, I really believe want to change things. But it's going to take a tremendous amount of effort. And it's going to take a lot of partnerships. Mm-hmm between the remaining logging industry and the mills to make sure that this is done as on a cost-effective basis as possible. So that's what our focus is this year, along with a lot of updates on um, on information that is pertinent and important to get to our members. And we have Washington Forest Practices seminars. We have business seminars. 
We have steep slope logging updates, which is, again, a tool that is quite important now for treating acres on uh, on steeper ground in a, in a more safe manner. We have mill tours coming up. We have scaling on hands. And then I'm really excited about um, our ability to attract and uh, and retain future forestry workers. So we have on Friday the future forestry forestry workers career day and i would strongly encourage all young ladies and guys who are thinking about a career in natural resources or thinking about a career perhaps even in uh, diesel mechanics logging um, the trades there is tremendous growth opportunity for truck drivers people working in the woods and people working in the forestry profession so we are going to have to have the loggers if we're going to get out of this mess that has been created on 84 million acres of high fire risk. And it's going to take a, a smart young generation coming in because, yeah. frankly, on the Oregon Logging Conference Board and in our industry in general, we have a tremendous demographics change that's going to occur here in a few years. So is all kinds of opportunities for young ladies and men to come in and check out what the Oregon Logging Conference is about, what the logging, trucking, construction, forestry professions are about, and interact with a bunch of people in our exhibitors, our vendors. Our vendors are the heart of the Oregon Logging Conference, and so we have a number of equipment manufacturers and professional vendors that are going to be setting up in the exhibit halls. Got lots of yummy food <laughs> yeah, to, <you> <laughs> uh, to, to, uh, to feed people. Ricky's done a really good job of making sure the logistics are covered. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited to, um, to see what Chief Moore has to say, because with the reduction that's going to be occurring through legislation on the um, forestry practices side of things, and because of the fires that have occurred, the Forest Service outputs are absolutely going to be critical to bridging necessary material for the loggers to the mills, for the trucking capacity, and for a construction industry that we are woefully underbuilt in this nation for affordable housing. So a lot of millennials, and I'm not even sure what generations behind the millennials, I think it's X, but I get confused. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot of young people that simply can't afford the type of homes that are in the marketplace right now. I, I know that my wife and I of 41 years couldn't begin yep. to think about getting into a home at two to $300,000 for a starter home. So we have to be able to increased pace and scale of the amount of affordable homes we have for the younger generation. And I think the, the best way for the younger generation to make a change is actually to be engaged and active in this Absolutely. conference and be the next round of leaders coming up through it. Hi, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress. The Pacific Logging Congress is going to hold its annual conference in Hawaii this year, November 4th through the 6th, 2024. There will be great networking opportunities and a number of dynamic speakers. To find out more or to register, visit www.pacificloggingcongress.org. 
Okay, back to Steve. And I know that you guys, just like uh, the Pacific Logging Congress, um, offer scholarships. So there's that side too, if they're looking to go to school. Absolutely. And it's one of those things we're actually growing that program too. We have the opportunity through the, the um, foundation to offer scholarships. There's been a number of scholarships we've given out over the years and that program is increasing. So there is, thank you for mentioning that, Diane, there is financial aid that can be offered and support to, um, to get people launched into those careers. And for a lot of the, the uh, technical careers or the um, diesel mechanics, yeah. electrical wood products on the construction side, on the, on the uh, heavy equipment side, there's a lot of uh, kids that I know that have gone to two and four year schools and had everything paid for plus very lucrative jobs once they came out. So I think a lot of, I think a lot of our youth are starting to realize that if you can get two or four years of your college paid for and be guaranteed uh, a very lucrative job when you get out, that beats some of the crushing college debt that some kids have oh, and, yeah. and without strong prospects once they get out. Absolutely. I've always loved about the Oregon Logging Conference that you have like these outdoor exhibitors with all this amazing equipment and all the indoor vendors, and they're not just sales folks. I mean, if you have questions, you know, about getting into the industry or just about um, equipment or any, or, you know, getting into school or just everything, these guys have just are really open to talking to you about everything. That's correct. You know, I, I think that's, that's the key of the, the second point that uh, I think hits our theme. For me, the Oregon Logging Conference, the Oregon Logging Conference Board, and especially the timber industry feels like family. Yeah. I've worked with with uh, so many people over the course of decades that i <laughs> very close to, that I know that operate in an honorable and uh, respectful way. And I, I really believe that the timber industry has a set of core values and beliefs that that are very special to it. And one of those beliefs is patriotism. And my wife, um, Donna, who's the first lady, has chosen uh, PAWS, PAVE. Um, it's a dog assistance program for veterans coming oh. out of uh, military service. And, and uh, the dog program is very, crucial sometimes to our warriors that have fought for our freedoms getting readjusted back into yeah. um, society normal life and Donna's putting on a um, dessert for dreams that's going to mm -hmm. be on Friday and it's going to be at the um, graduate hotel it starts at 12 30 and then we are also going to be looking at trying to raise money. Each one of these dogs is so specially trained and set up for life with um, with the uh, service person, the lady or man that they're assigned to, that they keep those contacts going. And then, of course, as a dog ages out, they get them another dog. But each dog costs $40,000 to train. These are oh dogs that are highly, yeah, highly trained, highly sensitive to the needs of a veteran that may be having any post-traumatic 
issues or any physical support issues. So that's also an area that I would strongly um, ask for support on yeah. is supporting that cause because these are these are our veterans that have served our country. And I think that we can pay it back a little bit in a very small way by supporting uh, Deserve for Dreams, the fundraiser that's going to occur there and uh, make a difference in a person's life. So thanks for letting me go through that. Oh, no. Do you also have a pretty lar- large and fun auction up front? Oh, is it- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oregon Women in Timber. I-, I tell you, those ladies, they just know how to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> <That's-> they do. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be just a first class of thanks for for bringing that up. That's going to be a first class event as always, uh, and we have a tremendous amount of fantastic gifts. And uh, we have the silent auction, which I have personally seen become very competitive in the last five yes. minutes of the silent auction, with uh, entertaining besides competitive. And then we have the oral auctions too, and of course. That's for a fantastic cause. Oregon Wind and Timber do a wonderful job. And uh, I would strongly encourage the uh, participation Wednesday night, that uh, the 21st, which, yes. by the way, is uh, is my birthday. I turned 67. So hopefully uh, wow, I won't so- be the one on the stage dancing <laughs> with a lampshade on my head. Well, early happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. The, I just want to, I just know walking into that room and you look at all the items that are going to be auctioned off silent or live and it is just practically curvature of the earth. <laughs> it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> I know. I, the generosity of this industry, the, the, the people in this industry are just first class and Oregon women in timber. Like I said, I, I was only half kidding. They, they just make things fun. You know, if nothing else show up Wednesday night for a good time. It, it's just, it's just a wonderful opportunity. And those monies go towards scholarships, or what do those monies go to? They they go to education and to scholarships, and okay. so it's promoting the timber industry and the message of the timber industry, the value mm-hmm. of forest management and uh, and logging, and also they have a number of scholarships too yeah. that they give out. Yes, and then um, we also have the um, buffet dinner and dance. Um, on Friday night, and that's usually a first-class event, too. So the Wednesday nights, uh, Oregon yeah. Women in Timber, and, and then on Friday night, we have the, the uh, Banquet Buffet. I would strongly encourage people to come out. It is really very cool that the Chief of the Forest Service is coming out and personally delivering his direction, his message, and having a little opportunity for exchange on uh, this crucial point. We, we can't, Diane, we can't continue to do what we're doing. We're destroying communities. We're destroying watersheds. We're destroying our future with these mega fires. And I really think forest management, getting back to our roots, we have some very, very smart loggers in Oregon, Washington, Northern California, Idaho, and in the states that that go to the Oregon Logging Conference, they know what to do, they know how to do it, and we have a chief of the Forest Service that wants to get off this merry-go-round of these mega fires. So there's a strong opportunity for us to come together 
and try to figure this out at a level that we haven't so far. And so I think it's going to be a good conference. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I know mean, it's going to be. Oh, I know it. I mean, it's almost a coup to have Randy Moore there. I've been wanting to hear him talk for a long time. So um, congratulations for getting him. So. Well, and we'll also have Jackie Buchanan, who is the new regional six uh, forester okay. for the Forest Service. Jackie has just came in. I talked to her yesterday. she's still unpacking and packing and transitioning from Denver out. And I think the combination with Jackie coming out, she is a go-getter. She is a real, she is a real executor. And so I think she's coming out with strong desires to take the chief's message of creating fire resiliency forward. So it's going to be a good combination. She'll be there at the conference and be available to, to meet with people. Chief Moore will be there to deliver his keynote address, and I just I feel honored to be the president and to uh, to be part of this. Oh, this is just great. No, this is going to be a great conference. And um, just to let folks know, it's in Eugene, Oregon, and um, people can buy tickets at the door. They don't have to pre-register or anything. Correct. That's correct. And it's okay. just a just a bang at home. It's uh, it's February twenty second, twenty third. And twenty fourth, the uh, the the uh, Oregon Women in Timber is the night of the twenty first. So you don't want to miss that. So it really is. Nope. Uh, you you got to be there if you want to have fun. You got to be there at the uh, Oregon Women in Timber on the twenty first. And then if you want to really get immersed in what's going on, get updated and uh, get brought up to speed on all the points that need to be covered for. Technical updates, informational updates of what's going on in the industry, regulatory updates, it, it shouldn't be missed. It's really going to be a good conference. We have a number of wonderful directors, and I have an executive team that have just done a tremendous job of putting together first-class conference. And under Ricky's leadership, we're looking forward to a good conference. And I was going to ask you the other thing that I know that the Oregon Logging Conference is kind of known for, um, maybe in past years, back in the old days, more than now, but you have a Sawdust Bowl. Are they having that this year? Oh, yes. Yeah, the Sawdust Bowl, the sawdust bowl is, is where um, exaggerations and fabrications um, yes. are legendary. <laughs> because, <laughs> as I said my, in my president's address in the, in the uh, magazine, that uh, when I walk by and hear my name mentioned in stories that I was involved in and it has little or no resemblance to the truth, <laughs> that, <laughs> that Sawdust Bowl is fantastic. When I get back to uh, our faith, family, and forest management, the, the family portion of that is really strong at the Sawdust Bowl. It, it really is a chance for people who don't get a chance to be around old friends to, yes. to tip a drink and and have a good time. The sawdust bowl was, is just a key part of that catch up phase. And, um, it's just, yeah, just a great way to kick, kick back after you've had a long day. It's just a great, a great it, it extra. Is. It is. And, you know, with, with faith and family and, and forest management, we're just, we're proud of who we are. We're proud of our values our conservative values as an industry and uh, our moral compass in a world that is pretty confused right now. So, you know, this is a chance to, to come out and 
see old friends, meet new friends. Again, I strongly encourage the the ladies and and uh, young guys that are thinking about a career in the technical phases of our industry, um, truck driving, diesel mechanics, and some of the production positions or the force management portion of this to come out, check us out, interact with the vendors, interact with the exhibitors, interact with some of the board of directors. They'll all have badges on the board of directors and to ask questions and to get involved to see if this fits them. We want to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress for making this podcast possible. And a shout out to the Pacific Forest Foundation that offers thousands of dollars in scholarships to future forestry professionals. Applications are now open. Just visit www.pacificforestfoundation.org. Lastly, we want to thank Steve Henson, who took time out to be part of Talking Timber. Until next time, take care.